0: We continue talking more sports right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide. And uh, you can call us 089-110-2000 and 089-110-3377. Or even send us your voice notes 60 584 2250 and of course i mean one of the biggest talking points today is that the transfer window period d-day brings with it a lot of shock moves now last minute bids and of course size of release for many many players and football clubs and the fans alike now that was certainly the case from across england today with the likes of tottenham hotspur arsenal watford west ham and even Southampton grabbing the headlines on a busy final day of the Premier League transfer window. Now amongst those actually penned their signatures on the dotted line today are Senegal international winger Saab who joins Watford there from French club Rennes on a five-year contract. For a club record fee. Now, Watford did not disclose the transfer fee, but the French media reported that it was in a region of around 32 million pounds, eclipsing the 18.5 million pounds that they paid for for Andre Gray in 2017. Now, on the line joining us is none other than Gary Cox, who's a sports writer and broadcaster out at uh, Haters Teamwork. Gary, good evening and welcome to the show. Good evening, Lelo. Thanks, and uh, welcome from London. Oh, yeah. How's the weather side first and foremost? Because it's getting warmer here on the southern hemisphere, on the southern tip of Africa.
1: Well, it's warm here as well. Uh, a little bit of rain, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a lovely summer here in England, so we're, we're in making the most of it.
0: All right. Now, it's D-Day today, the transfers. What is uh, making headlines on that part of the world and even worldwide?
1: Well, the big surprise is obviously Andy Carroll going back to Newcastle. That was eight years ago, obviously the club where he made his name. Then he made a record move to Liverpool, uh, had a couple of seasons there, and then went to to West Ham first on loan. And he really hasn't played a lot of football in the last four or five years. You know, he's had injuries and it just didn't work out for him. So he's gone back to Newcastle. It's his spiritual home. He's on a free transfer. It's great news for them. And if he can play, get back in his goal-scoring routine, it's great news for him. Mm. So that's one that came very late in the day, surprised a few people. Um, there's been plenty of others, of course, but uh, that's probably the, you know, the pick of the surprises.
0: Yeah, and I mean, also big talk there. Romelo Lukaku from Man United to Inter yeah. Milan, £74 million.
1: Yeah, and I mean, uh, that's again... Uh, it was thought that Juventus were going to get him last week. But I know I saw uh, uh, Inter play at Tottenham on Sunday. And Antonio Conte was saying he still wanted to get him and he hoped he could. Mm. And certainly they, they got the deal over the line last night. I think uh, Mikaku tweeted a picture of himself on the plane going out to Milan. And he got a huge reception there. I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but 500 fans in the middle of the night turned up and... Uh, <laughs> gave him a noisy welcome at Milan Airport.
0: Wow. And also with him not rocking up for training uh, this week, I mean, that also raised yeah. a few eyebrows.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is something we see more of. Players who want to move, they they start to make it clear they, they don't want to stay. Um, he he didn't want to uh, train with United. Clearly, they had to let him go, so that forced that move through. Uh, Wilfred Zaha was another one who was making it clear he wanted a move from Crystal Palace, but... Uh, Put in a transfer request yesterday, but I think just left it too late this window. So he stays at Palace. Mm-hmm. Probably won't be the happiest player there this year.
0: Just still with Lukaku, I mean, what is it that actually made him want to move? And we're seeing now, like you say, that there's a kind of thing where players, whenever they do want to move, they tend to stay away from clubs. We've also seen it at this neck of the woods as well. This trend, is it something that is really, how can we say, toxic for football?
1: Well, you know, it's, uh, it's a thing that's changed now over the last uh, 10 or 20 years. The players seem to hold the cards. Contracts, you know, as we've always known, contracts probably don't mean anything. When someone wants to do business, mm. it just pushes up the price. So players feel they can break their contracts. Clubs will happily tear up a contract if it means getting a player off the books or bringing one in. So, you know, the whole business has always been a bit messy. But um, as I say, it looks like players hold the cards now and... You know, any manager who's got a, an unhappy player has to make that decision. Do we do we keep an unhappy player and have a a, a sort of upset the spirit in the camp, or do we let him go and cash in? And, and that's what United have chosen to do. I think there were. I mean, I th- I'm sure more will come out, mm. but it sounds like there were some schisms at, at Man United. I think there were. You know, Lukaku didn't see eye to eye with the management there, and uh, well, clearly he he desperately wanted to get away. Mm. And then,
0: I mean, how do you see him fitting in at a club like Inter Milan?
1: Oh, I mean, he, he'll score goals. You know, he's a goal scorer. He's a, he's a big, he's a very powerful player. Every club he's played at, he's scored goals. Um, so I don't see that he'll have a problem in Italy. I think uh, I saw him last week and, and one area they looked like they, they really needed help was up front. So, you know, I think he'll help make them a, really, um, a team that can challenge, certainly in Serie A. Maybe on the European front as well. You know, mm. he'll he'll really add goals to their to their um, output.
0: And then, do you see a vacuum that he leaves behind at Man United, or are they covered?
1: Well, this, yeah, this is the problem. I mean, they they did their business early with defenders. You know, and, and Harry Maguire is obviously a, a terrific signing for them, and Aaron Wambasaka a good fullback. Um, but you do wonder. They bought the young winger, Daniel James, but I wouldn't see him going straight into the first team on a regular basis. Um, I think Solskjaer has a lot of faith in, in Marcus Rashford and Anthony Martial, but you do think neither of those players have been massively prolific in the Premier League. And a, and a front-line striker like, um, like a Lukaku is something they want, but they, they looked at Manzukic. They, they had a try with uh, Paolo Dybala. Couldn't make that one work. Spurs tried again today. They couldn't make it work. It's a complicated deal. So United have now been left looking a bit lightweight up front, I must say.
0: mm we're in conversation with uh, Gary Cox, right here, he's a football writer, and we're talking about the transfer window, and of course you can join in on the conversation, 089-110-2000 and 89 and even with your voice notes there, 060-584-2250. Now, tell us, when it comes to this uh, part of, uh, you know, the, the, the year, the season, whenever there are transfers, how influential are the managers in uh, bringing new players and letting other players go?
1: Well, I think um, increasingly the managers have a big influence in, in persuading players to come. This was one of the big things when United, Manchester United appointed Jose Mourinho. They, they they felt he was able to bring big names to the club because of his reputation, not just Manchester United's reputation. Um, possibly Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't have that huge reputation in, in the world as a, as a coach, clearly. He's not been there long. Um it's interesting that Tottenham have signed one Argentinian player and, and were very close to signing DiBala. So mm. they've signed Giovanni Lo Celso, um, and they've also signed the young uh, English fullback Ryan right. Sessignon from from Fulham. And Pochettino has a terrific reputation for developing players, making them better. So signing young players is something he's good at, and he obviously has a, a great um, persuasive in- influence. When it comes to a player looking at where is best for his career, if he thinks he's going to improve and, and go into the national team and, and become a, a really key player in, in, at the Champions League level, then um, Tottenham are now a, a, a serious consideration for some of those young players.
0: Aha. Let's go to the phone lines now. In Pretoria, we've got Mashata. Mashata, good evening and welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? I'm fantastic, my brother. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. Um, Sorry, I forgot the name of the gentleman. His name is
0: Gary. Gary Cox. Yeah, Gary. Gary Cox.
2: I'm I'm a bit worried in terms of the figures, the high figures, Um, especially Maguire from Leicester City to Man U, £80 million. Um,
1: Yeah.
2: He's quality, but I'm just saying that big amount of £80 million. And also Legaku. I don't think Legaku was the main man at menu last season. He was not playing uh, a lot of football. And for him to be sold at 74 million pounds, um, are we just placing out money because we, we're desperate for signatures or not? Uh, that's, that's another one that I want you to also weigh into that kind of discussion. And also the other one I was looking for was Leroy Sane going to Bayern Munich. Remember, Ribéry and I and Robin have left Bayern, so they wanted a youngster who can carry the hopes of Bayern Munich, and Sane was supposed to go there. I see now he's injured. Also, please, yeah. can you also weigh into that? If, is he going to go or not? And, um, okay, the other ones, um, there's too many, but my, my Consent Was <laughs> the big figures Was the big figures We pay for these players 80 million pounds For Maguire 74 for the Please Let me
1: crazy. out United could have got Harry Maguire For 14 million Pounds Two years ago So You know If they'd have done that business Jose Mourinho Wanted to sign him uh, This was coming from Hull Before Leicester signed him And uh, From Hull City But uh, United didn't Ed Woodward I'm guessing didn't think he was their player the best player they could get. So they've now paid what five times as much, <laughs> which is insane, mm. you know, but that's that's the market. And I think the problem for Manchester United is they are seen as a club with lots of money, but also desperate for reinforcements. Mm. So it's it's a seller's market, you know, they they can demand these huge fees. Um Going back to uh, Sane is a really disappointing story. I mean, he's it sounds like he's done his uh, cruciate ligaments in his knee. And that's not a, a short injury. You know, he could be out for three to six months. So there's clearly no chance uh, of him going or even playing now for, for a few months. So whether that means they might try and resurrect that move in the summer, uh, sorry, in, in January, in the next window, he... Is a player that um, appears to be unhappy at Manchester City, despite, you know, the fantastic success. I think yeah. he had a few fallings out with Pep Guardiola last year. So it wouldn't be a surprise to see him back in Germany. He's an he's a absolutely top player. He, he, he would be a superb replacement for Ribéry or Robin at uh, Bayern Munich. But uh, unfortunately for him, he's going nowhere at the moment. All
2: right. As, as, I, as I depart, yeah. honestly, Gary, tell me, Do Crystal Palace know how to conduct business, as far as players transfer (laughs) (laughs) concerned? Honest opinion. I listen on radio. Thank
1: you. Palace, Palace is a strange club. They they have made a couple of signings, you know, Macarthur and uh, uh, who else was it? They they haven't made marquee signings, you know. And what what I would worry about if I was a Crystal Palace supporter is that they just look like a club that are just trying to survive and oh, not yeah? looking to push into the top half of the Premier League, you know? They, there's a lot of talk about the top six, but there are clubs that are aiming to break into that top six. Everton have shown a lot of ambition in this window. They, they've bought top players. Alex Iwobi from Arsenal, mm. nearly £40 million, pounds, you know? They've bought some good players. Um, Leicester are trying to do it. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers are trying to do it. But... Crystal Palace just look like they're, they're they're content to just try and survive in the in the league, and it's not showing much ambition.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, Gary, just looking at uh, another one uh, that is making headlines all over Europe, it is this whole thing that we're reading about that Real Madrid have submitted a bid, and plus playmaker Luka Modric for Neymar. Yeah.
1: Now yeah, that yeah. is something that wow. is really huge. <laughs> what
0: what do you guys make of that?
1: Well. The interesting thing is, is that when Neymar was at Barcelona, there is no way Real Madrid would, would have been able to sign him.
2: Mm.
1: Although whether they wanted him then, I don't know. Um, clearly, he's unhappy at PSG. He's made it very clear. Uh, and again, going back to the, the point we discussed earlier, if you've got an unhappy player, you really aren't going to benefit from him. Mm. So the chance to move to Barcelona... Uh, sorry, to move back to Spain with Real Madrid for, for Neymar is, is, is very, is an irresistible prospect for him. He wants to go back, there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, the problem with PSG is that it's much as they, in the Champions League, they reach the quarterfinals, even the semifinal occasionally. They don't have much of a challenge in, in the French domestic league. It's still seen as one of the less glamorous leagues in, in the big five European countries. Mm. So for him, and and of course, the money probably won't be hugely different. There's no shortage of money at at PSG. But the idea of him going to Real Madrid, you know, and and PSG would, um, I'm sure, would take Modric. Whether Modric wants to go, I don't know. But Zidane has has undertaken a big uh, rebuilding process at Madrid. You know, they they haven't competed for the Champions League this year. Uh, They were well behind Barcelona in the league. So he's got a rebuilding process there. Eden Hazard's gone there. He's obviously a terrific player. Um, there's a there's a rebuilding going on. Neymar would fit in perfectly for that. I'm sure it would completely upset all the Barcelona fans to see him at Real Madrid. But, um, yeah, quite possibly. And, of course, the window in the rest of Europe goes on through to the end of August. It's only in the Premier League where it finishes today.
0: All right. Well, Gary, thank you so, so much for your time and for your analysis and just, you know, keeping up up to speed as the transfer window is concerned out there in Europe. You are listening to Marawa Sports Worldwide.